Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson, and I'm with Radio Views in Austin, Texas. And I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, sitting in for Victor Volkman of Loving Healing Press this evening. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to episode number 118 in the series. Tonight's topic will be Catapult Your Book with Media Coverage, and our special guest is an author, Drew Gerber. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Please send your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Drew Gerber is CEO of Blue Kangaroo and Wasabi Publicity and creator of pitchrate.com, a free media tool that connects journalists, publicists, and experts. His business practices and innovations have been reported in such diverse media as PR Week, Good Morning America, and the Christian Science Monitor. His companies handle international PR campaigns, and his staff also develops online press kits for authors, speakers, and companies with his press kit 24-7 technology. Good evening, Drew. Good evening. Well, I'm really happy to be talking to you because last week you talked to me, and uh, <laughs> so now we've sort of turned the tables. And uh, So this is a real pleasure, and there's some certain things that I want to ask about uh, today, too. So... Okay, we're talking about authors. Authors write the book, and then they want media coverage. So basically, what is the first step that they should do? Can we step back a a pace? Step back before the first step? (laughs) All right. Yeah. One of the things is is that oftentimes authors come to us and they're saying, once the book is done... And they're like, okay, good, I now want media coverage. One of the things that I recommend is is that you actually get media coverage even before you begin to write your book. Wow, that's exactly what I always, you know, when I coach authors as well, too. I think it's really important because it, one of the things is, is it really, it's a really great way for authors to test what the interest level is out there in the world for the book they want to write. So it's just an amazing way. And not only that, it's a really, if you get media coverage, it's a really great way to build a platform and a brand which is then going to be appealing if you want to go after a publisher. So when you talk about before, Drew, and you just mentioned before they write the book, I'm wondering, like, what type of media coverage do we get before we write the book? We had a a client of ours who I think got it spot on, and she did it exactly how I would recommend all people do it. She came to us, and she was a yoga instructor, and she said, look, I really want to write a book about body image for young women, something I'm passionate about. It's something I've dealt with. I want to do this, and I want to be an expert. And so really what we did is we actually, given her personal experience, we actually branded her as an expert. We created her online press kit, and we began to pitch her to the media, and we positioned her in the media as the expert she wanted to be, and the media actually, it really resonated with the media, and we got her a lot of really great coverage. So one of the things is it showed, okay, good, people out there are interested in what she has to say. But what's also great is it gave her some feedback for really what should be in the book. What were the things that were really the most important to people out there? And then she got a lot of coverage. She had had a brand, so then she, you know, we we uh, got her hooked her up with an agent, and then, boom, she got uh, a publisher because she had actually demonstrated to that publisher there are people out there interested in what I have to say, my expertise. That is such a good plan, and you know, there you were. You positioned her as an expert, which is the most important thing because people, especially for self-help books, 
they want to know who's writing this book and what type of an expert are they. Is this just somebody that just came off the street and wrote a book, or is it somebody that really knows what they're talking about? And what you did, I'm hearing you say, is that you positioned her as that expert. Exactly. And one of the uh, media coverage is the quickest, and I believe one of the best ways uh, you can uh, to build credibility, to establish yourself as a credible expert out there. You mentioned brand. How, how does that work with the being an expert? Well, I think that, you know, uh, and when you and I talked, it was really great. I think you need to think of your book really as a business. And if, you know, and you want to make money off of the book and your expertise, what you need to do, you need to look to see, okay, good, what is my brand going to be out there? What's my platform? What's, what is my expertise going to be? So it really is like thinking of yourself as a brand because you are a brand. And so you really want to put all, you know, just like a large company that thinks about all the things around branding, you want to do the same thing for yourself because it's those little quicker things that really have you stand out and really brand yourself. There was a woman I was talking to who what she did to brand herself as she was, she always wore, I think the color was either turquoise or purple. And so really, and she actually branded herself as the turquoise lady. And so she always, every outfit was always turquoise, everything was turquoise. So it's those things that are memorable. But she was really smart because she had the foresight to think, okay, good, I'm a brand. How am I going to brand myself out there? You know, just like the Starbucks. Everybody knows Starbucks. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. I know the Starbucks (laughs) green color for like, you know, 100 miles down the road. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So... I know that our listeners are both fiction and nonfiction authors, and I know that fiction authors will say, well, yeah, that's great if you are writing a nonfiction book, but what about me who has written a fantasy or a mystery or a novel? You know, How do I brand myself? How do I, where am I going to be an expert in? Yeah, I think that you, it doesn't matter what, of course, there's a more, lo, you know, logical, you know, if you're uh, doing nonfiction, right, that makes more sense there. But I still believe that if you're writing um, fiction books, it's you want to powerfully brand yourself if you want to get out there in, one, if you want to get publishers, but also your persona inside of the media or inside of the public, I think, lends itself. Because people are fascinated um, by other people and their quirks and really the things that make them unique and different, and that's why they want to read their books. Drew, do you have any suggestions on how we can go about grabbing the media's attention with a perfect pitch? Sure. So there's four elements to a perfect pitch, and I don't care whether you're pitching email or phone. There's really four things that I think you need to get done when you're pitching. The first is you want to gra- you want to grab their attention, whether it be phoning or an email. And in the email, it's your subject line. You want something that's going to just grab their attention and have them open the email or actually listen to you. Another thing you need to do inside the pitch is you need to tell them a little bit about what you're going to actually value you're going to provide for their viewers, their readers, and their listeners. Because at the end of the day, that's what journalists are looking for. They're a business just like anything else. They've got to sell advertising. So they want more readers, viewers, and listeners. And how they do that is by providing value. So you want to be thinking, okay, what value can I provide them? The second thing is you've got to establish yourself as a credible expert. Why should they be listening to you? And then the final thing really is, and this is a place where a lot of people forget it because it's just, I don't know, it just seems too easy. But it's really how can they contact you? 
and, and make it as easy as possible if you really want to get the media's attention. Give them phone numbers. Give them emails. Give them cell phones. Give them every way possible for them to contact you because oftentimes they're really working on very tight time frames and they need to get a hold of an expert. And generally it's the early bird that gets the worm and that's who gets the placement. So kind of a follow-up, is there a better style or format than another force to kind of get to the point in a hurry and maybe to use sound bites as a way to get attention? Absolutely. I think that that it's brevity wins the day. Just like their most journalists are crazy busy, and particularly with this economy and all the cutbacks and everything. So basically what you want to do is you want to make it very short, sweet, and to the point. Soundbiting is brilliant. You know, you just think of, I don't, like for me, if I open up an email and there's an email that's like, you know, a mile long, I generally am going to file that for later. Where if it's something short and sweet, I'll read it. And what the name of the game is getting them to read it. So you want to keep, get your message across in as short as, as short as possible. I, I really like that, short as possible, because, you know, I don't know what's happening, but we're getting busier and busier or else time is changing or whatever. And it's like you mentioned, you know, if you get a long le- email, you'll file it for later. However, that later never comes. It, it, exactly. Unless it's something, unless for, for me anyway, unless <laughs> it's something urgent that's a client, and then I will get back to it. But otherwise, for sure, if it's someone trying to sell me something or market mm-hmm. me, for sure, that never that never comes. <laughs> yeah. What about um, relevancy and the importance of the pitch being relevant to you know um, current societal issues or what's going on today in society or you know in the news and falling into yeah. that. Well, there's two questions that, you know, if you're going after and you're doing media coverage, there's two questions you really have to answer that the media is really looking at. Is the media asks themselves, why should I care what you have to say and why should I care now? So you have to address both of those. One of the easiest and best ways to get media coverage is to tie yourself into breaking news or, as you say, things that are relevant because it answers the question, why should they care now? And it's really, it's, you know, it's what the media is covering, so your chances of getting coverage goes up dramatically. So it's so important that you are pitching stuff that is current and topical. Because basically, once you're, what you're doing is really making their job easier, which is going to get you the coverage, because that's really what they're working on. That's what their readers want to know about right now. Case in point, you know, if you have something you're in, let's say you're an expert in domestic abuse, the whole thing with Mel Gibson broke, so you want to tie yourself into that story. Drew, are there also seasonal uh, aspects to all of this, like let's say a journalist looking for vampire experts around Halloween? Absolutely, and that's a really great point for sure. That's a really great – you want to take advantage of seasonal because that also addresses why should we care now. So your example of vampires for sure for Halloween and then you know anything around the holidays – um, and the holidays are really great because, it, it, you know, if you've got anything, if you've got a book, gifts, great gifts for the holidays, and tie it into, you know, things that people are dealing with the holidays. Generally, people are stressed, they're busy, family relationships, getting together, you know, and then if your business, great. Okay, how does holidays affect your business, productivity? All of those things wrapped around the those particular seasonal things is a great strategy for getting media coverage. Are there some topics that we just can't get it, uh, the attention of any of the media, or is it just a question of finding the right slant for it? There are, well, 
There's no topic that you can't get me to coverage. There are some topics that are more challenging, for sure, to get media coverage. Um, you know, we were working with a woman who had written, it was a fictional book about uh, human sex trafficking, although she'd done a lot of research about it. That was a very challenging book because the media, it's a, it's a heavy topic, and it's just one of those things that the media, surprisingly, tends to shy away from. Drew, when you're talking about uh, the media, what do they like to see? Is it press releases? Is it pitches? What should we send? I think press releases come into play in a couple of places. They come into play if you truly have breaking news. And you really have to be honest with yourself. And I know everybody thinks that their baby is the cutest baby in the world, and everyone's book is the best book in the world. You mean it isn't? True. Are you sure? Yeah, I know, exactly. Are you an author? Yeah. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. But you really, here's the thing is you really have to be honest with yourself because otherwise you can waste a lot of money. So press releases come into play if you truly have something that's really, really, really breaking, breaking news. And number two, it's amazing for search engine optimization. Other than that, the best way that we found to really get the media's attention is by pitching them. And what we found is the most effective is it's a very short, sweet pitch with the formula we just talked about. And then inside there, you do a link to your online press kit. Now, online press kits are crucial now. It's you 90... I, the last survey I've seen, over 93% of the journalists say the way they prefer to get their information is online. Mm-hmm. So you have to have an online presence, and, you know, I think it's a must to have an online press kit. I'm glad you said that because I have to agree with you, too, and I know that I talk to authors every day because I'm in the industry, and there's still many that do not understand why they should even have Internet presence, that all they want to do is get their book into a bookstore, or they want to be interviewed on TV or radio. They seem to sort of, you know, sway away from the Internet, In this day and age, I don't think that you can really have a best-selling book without a very strong internet presence. In fact, most of the people that I know of that are now, that are, um, how they're getting their bestsellers, unless they're already a bestseller name recognition, is really through the internet. So it's just really, really important. And that brings up, you know, like Internet. A lot of the time people forget, like, Internet media. Bloggers are now becoming more and more instrumental in the success of a book. Drew, with the explosive growth in the last couple of years of print-on-demand or what they call uh, POD or POD, Uh are there a lot more authors out there all of a sudden promoting their own books? Yeah. A, t- a tremendous, yeah. I mean, you know what that what that did is, is I mean, it it it, it completely share, shifts the whole paradigm. It is now, I mean, basically, you got a hundred bucks, you got a book. I mean, it's really so easy now, and so there's so many authors out there promoting the book, which makes it very, it makes it all that much more challenging for people to really stand out. And that's really why they need to, one, do their homework to get clear about their brand, their positioning, and to make sure there's interest out there. And what they have to say is really unique and distinct from everything else out there. The words unique and stand out are very, very important. I just want to you know, reiterate that because it, there's no point spending a lot of time and money if you're not going to stand out and if you're going to be doing exactly the same thing as everybody else is doing. 
it's everything. I mean, it really is. It's if, if what I mean, you know, there's authors that do like write. It's their passion, and that's really just their goal is to get the book produced great. But if you really want to make money off of your book, and you know, may not be from the book that sell the books, from speaking and all the stuff that comes along with being a bestseller author, you have got got to be unique and distinct. Other, I don't know what I don't know what it. it was was it you and I that were talking in the call? I think it's like a million new books mm-hmm. published every year. Yes. I mean, a million. I mean, it boggles the mind. But that tells you how important it is for you to make sure your voice is unique and distinct out there. Drew, for those authors that, like me, who are already using pitchrate.com, what can we do to help improve our ratings? Ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, here's, here is um, – so – it's actually um, it's an algorithm, and one of the things that I'll tell I'm going to give you guys an insider secret. Okay, one of the things that it looks for is if the journalist is looking for a particular kind of expert. It's one of the things that um, it, it uses to rate you. So make sure that you are actually have chosen to be an expert in that particular field. Another thing is, is that you want to make sure that you're answering the journalist query. And you're giving them the information. That's another place that it is. It's really um, it, it looks at closely, and it affects your rating. And then lastly, it, this doesn't affect your it doesn't affect your rating at all. It's completely independent. But I so recommend that you you get an online press kit, and that they, you know then um, what that does is one of the advantages of Press Kit 247 is is you can attach that. So then that link goes along with every pitch that you send out through pitch rate. So what's great about that is they get the short pitch and then they can click on it and they can get as much information, what they, whatever they want is right there at their fingertips. I know that journalists uh, probably love the fact that they can solicit uh, experts and yet do it virtually anonymously yeah. so that they don't have to tie up their own email address. But what do they think of the sheer speed and ease of the big net that you've got with pitchrate.com? They love it. I mean, they they really they really do. I mean, the experts and the journalists really love it. When you know, free services like this came online, it changed it changed the whole world. And it's just like what's happening with you know print on demand. The same thing is happening in the in the media world. Also, is what you're finding is is that all these services are cutting out the middleman. Like us, <laughs> with zombie publicity, they're always going to be there, though, because I think that you know there are going to be people that just don't have time to do their own PR. I think that's always going to be there. But what it does is it gives access to anybody. Because in, in the okay. day, you know, it used to be you'd have to have you pretty much had to have a publisher, and then you had to have a publicist, or you had no access to you know you had no access to your target audience, and you had no access to the media without us. Now that's not true anymore. It's every anybody's game. Have you found that there's one type of media that seems to be dominating pitch rate? Is it radio, TV, or print? Or no, it's across. The, it's really what's great about it is it's really across the board, um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's across the board. Drew, on your website, I'm looking at it right now, publicityresults.com. Yeah. And you've got something that's just really important. I'm going to read it. It's not just who you know. It's who knows about you. Cool, huh? Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. <laughs> Tell me wow. more. How creative I am. It's actually my staff, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it really is. It, 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 what it comes down to is it really is all about getting people, you know, getting that exposure, getting that awareness out there. And that's what's so great about PR and what I love about it and so exciting about it. No one gets, nothing gets you exposure, that awareness like PR does. I mean, you know, one morning show and you can be exposed to millions of people, millions. So there's just nothing else there's nothing else like PR. It's you know, it's magical. I really like the fact that it it's not who you know, it's who knows about you. And yeah. you know, there again that goes back to the branding to creating yourself as a, a expert and you know, just letting people know who you are and why you wrote the book and the credibility it's so important. It is so important, and it's, you know, if you really, if you spend the time uniquely branding yourself, then everything you do, whether it be through the traditional media or any marketing or even the social media. See, one of the fundamental mistakes I think that people make in the social media is, is they don't know who they are. They haven't really done that work to unique, so they don't go there inside the social media, and it just, they just get lost. Drew, doesn't it uh, isn't it true that success breeds success when it comes to getting media exposure? Absolutely, yeah. Media media begets media. So the more media you get, there is a momentum. It's really interesting over the ten years of uh, watching PR campaigns. It's, it's really interesting to see how the momentum kicks in in a PR campaign, and then there's a momentum that just really continues. And the people that um, really do PR and stick with PR are the people that it pays off big time because that momentum happens. And then more media see you and, you know, yeah, for sure. That's a really good point, Drew. I want to just kind of backtrack on something that we had talked to a little earlier and came to mind is the seasonal. When shall we start? Is it a month before, six months before, to pitching for, let's say, if we've got a seasonal book? Mm-hmm. So here's here's um, ideal. So for print, and when I say print, I'm talking like top tier, your own magazine, um, outside, those kind of magazines. You want to pitch six to nine months before your book is going to come out. They work on a six to nine month lead time. Then what you want to do is the next coming down the pike is really um, television. And you want to start pitching television six weeks before you're going to really pitch it like six weeks and then two weeks. And sometimes it takes multiple pitches. So that's what's great about starting six weeks ahead of time. And then pretty much like um, newspapers, um, weeklies, dailies, radios, all of that are, you know, probably you want to start about four weeks before you're really looking to do your media blitz. Okay. So basically if it's local radio four weeks, mm-hmm. it's, it's plenty of time. It's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's plenty of time. Generally, my experience is with, like, local radio, television, everything. They book fairly quickly. Now, mm-hmm. it depends on also, you know, um, if it's something that is, like, you know, it's something that's seasonal, they may be planning a, a bit ahead. So they may be, like, the television stations right now may be thinking, like, okay, good, Halloween's coming down the pike. That's why you want to do, and radio would probably do that. If you have something that is like you want to hit it like on Halloween, let's say like Alan's a vampire expert, right? You want to talk about vampires on Halloween. I'd start a bit, I'd probably even start with the radio like six weeks ahead just so you make sure that they haven't filled up that time slot if you want to get around that particular area. Drew, I know we're kind of talking about planning ahead, but don't journalists also use pitch rate for last-minute 
maybe even desperate searches for an expert that they need to fill in on a story? Absolutely. They definitely do. And what's great about that is, is you know, is, is that, it, you know, they every, you know, they within 24 hours, they can get whatever expert they want there for sure. And, you know, when you're talking national television, that mostly what is happening there is, is that they have a particular need that they need to fill and they need to fill it very rapidly. But that is the case with a lot of the, the national programs is, is it's, it's very quickly. But you still want to, if you, you know, if you're tied into breaking news and everything, they're going to contact you. But one of the things that people don't really get the, the value of is, you know, ongoingly pitching the journalist is you're in their Rolodex for when they need you. Or it's probably they're not using Rolodexes anymore. But you're in their system for actually so when that need comes up, you're the person that you're the go-to person. Now I'll take it from the other side of the equation. Is it a mistake for uh, somebody, uh, an author, for example, who's using Pitchrate, to respond to any journalist query that's anywhere close to their ballpark, or should they really pretty well stay focused on their area they of expertise? Really, they really should stay. Well, they should stay really close to their areas of expertise. It really is, you know, nothing irritates journalists more than to be pitched off topic. So, you know, if if it is, but if you can, if you're creative and you can find the tie-in and it makes sense, fine. You can you can actually you can actually do that. But I highly recommend, particularly in the beginning, that you really stick. Like it's like a spot on. Drew, you had uh, mentioned social media just a few minutes ago, too, and I just want to go into that direction a little bit. And how do we do pitches over social media? And I think most of the authors, you know, for them, social media is Facebook and Twitter. But, of course, there are so many other different uh, modalities. But let's talk about Facebook and Twitter. How can we make a pitch using either one of those social media? Mm. Generally, how well one of the things that you can do is is that you if you um, and this is where it really pays off to do your homework. If there's a particular journalist that you like their work and you think that they would be interested in you, you can begin to follow them on social networking and begin to pitch them through social networking. Ah, so but you need to do your homework. You need to do your homework there to find you know, and more and more journalists now are having, you know, they've got profiles, they're on Facebook or the Twitter. So you can actually find them, begin to follow them, and then you can actually pitch, pitch them through the system. More often than not, though, however, is is that journalists are finding the sources they want through the social media. So if you're positioning yourself in the social media, your chances, this, you know, so basically if they're looking for um, a domestic abuse file, you know, um, expert, great. You want to make sure that your social media, that that's reflected inside your social media. One of the strategies that people are doing, um, and I just interviewed a client that was using Press Kit 247, they're using their link to their Press Kit everywhere, and they are getting just amazing coverage. You look down, you go down their, uh, their media coverage page, and it's so impressive. It's literally like they were, if they were spending $10,000 a month on a publicist. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, they're putting their press kit link everywhere. They're using it in social media. They're using it everywhere. That's a really good point. I'm certainly going to visit that uh, yeah. tip for sure, for sure. So this is, of course, one way to get uh, more traffic to your website is, to, uh, you know, to the press kit. 
And what about some other ways that people, the authors specifically, can get more traffic to their uh, website? Well, one of the things that I think is such a smart strategy, and not not a lot of people are doing it, that is that there are, on the Internet, there are places where you can actually, they're called free online portal article portals, and they're places where you can write articles and you can go upload those. And people that are looking for content can go and grab that content. Now, if they use the content, what they've got to do is they've got to give you a byline, which has all of your information, including a link to your website. These are all free online portals, so it's all free. Write the article, and you can go submit it. Now, um, if you sign up on PitchRate, like you said, there is a free online course on PitchRate we're now offering. So if you sign up for there, you get a six uh, six-module training program. In one of the modules, we actually send you a list of the free online portals that we use. Another thing that you can do is you can actually, uh, there's free um, press release portals where you can go and upload your free press release. What's great about that, too, is another link to your website. So, But, but not only do you, is it great because you have direct links and people find you and can link to your website, what's great is it's actually building backlinks, which are links back to your website, and that's one of the things that Google looks at when it's optimizing, when it's when it's um, indexing your website. So it moves you up to the top of the search engines, and we know how important it is to be at the top of the search engine. Nothing drives traffic like that does. And in fact, your website, Drew, offers a whole bunch of free publicity materials and even past episodes of your PR Happy Hour show, doesn't it? It does. There, I mean. <laughs> there's so much content there for someone who really, you know, if you want to do PR yourself, it really is. Pretty much there's everything you need to train yourself to do PR is at pitchrate.com. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, seriously, we have, you know, there's great, great content. The six, uh, the six modules, the free online course we're talking is amazing because it walks you through all the elements of PR and how you should do it. But not only do we tell you how you should do it, we give you, like, the tools, like, our free online portal list, we give you that. Our free uh, press release, we give you that. There's just a lot of information. Drew, as an author, I've got to ask the question, because I've had this uh, conversation with other authors. If we don't get a response uh, from our pitches or our, the way we're listing ourselves as an expert on pitchrate.com, what would you suggest to correct the situation? Here's what I would do to correct the situation. If you have the, if you have the money and have the budget, I would have a really have um, a publicist look at your pitches and really work with you on that. I think it's important. If you don't have that, what I highly recommend is, is that you have other people in your community read those pitches and find out if it's intriguing to them. Oh, right. So an easy way to do it is, is get a, you know, and I'm a big fan on this. Get, get, you know, get six people that you really, really trust their opinion, send them the pitches and say, is this something that you would be interested in? Now, you've got to pick people that are going to be straight with you and you really trust their opinion, but probably something's off in the in the, in the pitching. Now, that being said is, you have to remember it's a number, PR is a numbers game. We pitch literally thousands of journalists a month. We get so many no's or no responses. It's crazy. See, look, if you've pitched 10 times and you haven't gotten anything, you haven't, you're haven't. you not even in the game. I'd say you need to have pitched at least 100 times before you really can say you're in the game. Wow. Well, for somebody that doesn't have patience in her vocabulary, <laughs> <laughs> that 
Yeah, sounds like a lot. However, on the other hand, as a business person, I also understand the importance of that. So I'm glad that you did bring that up. Patience is probably one of the best. If you're going to do PR yourself, you have to really be clear. It's a long-term investment. And it is going to take, it's going to take time and you have to have patience. Now I can tell you some secrets. One of the things that a lot of people don't do that they can do is really you can have a virtual assistant or someone someone else really pitch you. And that's worth that's really worth the investment to, you know, get someone trained who can actually pitch for you. And that's so much easier than trying to pitch yourself because I know it's yeah. difficult to pitch yourself. Exactly. We have a training program that we, you know, that we do for people and, you know, we train and I I always say to people, look, send your virtual assistant through this training program. They are going to get trained on exactly our approach and how to do PR. And once again, we also give them inside of there, we give them the tools. We give them the press kit, the online press kit technology. I mean, we just give them a lot there. And what's great about it then is, is that it, then they're trained. Then you can actually have someone where you're not paying a lot of money to go out and pitch you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. So before we close, Drew, do you have some words of wisdom to our listeners? I have a lot of words of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> is there a particular <laughs> is there a particular area you'd like to narrow that down to? Yeah. Yeah, to our title, catapult your books with media coverage. Okay, good. Yeah, so here's my words of wisdom. Make sure that PR is a part of your marketing equation. Start as soon as you possibly can. Even if you're in the conception of your book, start getting PR and building your your platform. If your book is written and it's launched, start now. But put do PR. It is really the mo- one of the most powerful marketing tools out there. And I don't know any anyone who's ever had a best-selling book that hasn't been masterful and used PR. Anyone. And I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Drew. Now, let's just uh, remind our listeners of your website. Great. So it, go ahead and tell them your website address. Okay, pitchrate.com, and that's P-I-T-C-H, rate, R-A-T-E, dot com, and that's the best place to go. Um, sign up. It's free service. There's also a contact form if you need to contact me. And one of the things I offer is, is if there's anyone out there that you're looking and you're not really clear what you should be doing, should I hire a publicist, should I do it myself, what I should be doing, you can always contact me at askdrew at publicityresults.com. Myself or someone on my staff will be happy to sort that out for you to really look and see, you know, what should you be doing in regards to PR? Great. So that's pitchrate.com, which is the free media tool. And you also have publicityresults.com. Yep. Yes. Thank you again, Drew. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And uh, gosh, as I'm looking at my script here, it is just full of writing on it. So I'm going to have to listen to this interview again, too, to understand what I've written. Thank you so, so much. It's been a real pleasure. pleasure. Thank you both so much. It was really great. You've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next installment when Valerie Bradley Holiday, Ph.D., presents Writing as a Working Mom. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views, Inc. and Loving Healing Press. 
And for Reader Views, this is Irene Watson in Austin, Texas, saying good night. And I'm Alan Smith, wishing you all a good evening. <laughs>